How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Drunk Turkey Show, the live show. I'm your host, Daniel J. Alongside with me are my hosts, as always, the uh, Bigfoot Re Renaissance Recovery Response <laughs> Leader, Big Jaime G. What's up, what's up, what's up? And the gynecologist to the stars, I'm, uh, Big Blue. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> pretty good, man, pretty good. Our, our, our special guest tonight is, is Joe from the... Uh, from the Chancla Academy. How you doing tonight, Joe? I'm doing good. Can you guys hear me clearly and everything? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you good. Okay, can you good. hear us? Yeah. All okay, right, good. cool, cool. If you guys can hear us um, clearly, please let us know in the live chat by, by hitting the like button. Hit that like button to get the uh, get it going. Um, um, we always start off the uh, the night. I know you, I think you're working right now, so I understand you're probably not going to be drinking with us, but we always start off the night yeah. talking about what we're drinking. So I'm drinking a, um, a Remus um, Repeal Res Reserve. It is a straight bourbon whiskey, 100 proof. Be going down with some some Dr Pepper. What about you, Jaime? What you got going on tonight? I'm just drinking the beer slash root beer. I'm not. <laughs> I, I haven't put anything in there yet. So. Oh, he put. He said yet. He's yet. It, it will be. It will be spiked as soon. He's just waiting to put the tip in. Oh, what yeah, about yeah. you? Where, 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 where you I, I made a special cocktail tonight, so it's a little bit of watermelon with uh, Malibu. That, Malibu and pineapple orange. Dang. Dang. So, sounds so sophisticated. <laughs> and and Joe, you um where, where are you coming um to us from? I'm coming to you uh, Oh wait, wait, we we didn't hear that. What was that? Hold on, one second, one second. Can you hear me now? Oh, there it is. Much better. Yes, sir. Okay, uh, I'm coming to you live from a Spirit Halloween. Uh -oh. <laughs> nice. Uh oh, man, it's that time yeah. of year. Yeah, my wife's like, we got to get out there. I just finished doing a meet and greet, and then I had to like rush to my house, and then from my house, all I'm over here all the way on Bassey Road. Like we're on the other side of town. Oh, nice, nice. Did you get a uh, costume already for for the uh, the Halloween season? Yes, I'm going to be Hopper from Stranger Things, and my kids are going to be all the kids from Stranger Things. Oh, cool! Nice, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. La la last year, me and my wife were, uh, I believe, we were Cheech and Chong. It was it was pretty fun. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. We're the year passing out. Yeah, we're the year, be oh, the year before we're fucking Scooby Doo gang. Remember? Oh yeah, we were the Scooby Doo gang. It's um, it's crazy because we'll, we'll be these funny characters, and then as soon as you walk into my, um, the front part of my uh, my house, there's there's it, there's Michael Myers, there's there's Jason, and and a bunch of other scary characters. But we get you get invited in by these fun, happy characters just to get the shit scared out of you as soon as you walk in. <laughs> I mean, you should see my house. My son's room is filled with every single mask from Michael Myers. He's got animatronics in there. Like it's, it's complete horror. Oh wow! Nice, nice. Um, so um, tell us a little bit about what you do. I know um, I've seen a little bit of your TikToks. Pretty funny. I've seen some of the funnier ones you. where you're in HEB. You have something called Kaguya uh, season. Can you can you explain to us what yeah. that is? Yeah. So um, a while back when I started my brand, I really wanted to focus on something that uh, us Latinos grew up with. And that was all of these uh, like grim like fairy tales uh, about the Yorona, the Kukui and all that. 
And uh, so Kukui season is not just like this trendy thing that I'm trying to make popular. Um, we're making some really cool art designs for t-shirts and stickers and stuff uh, that focus on those folklore tales that we grew up with. So the first one, of course, we did was the Kukui. Next, we're going to be doing the Yorona, uh, Donkey Lady. We're going to do the kids tracks kind of thing. So we have a lot of really cool stuff that's coming out with that. It's just a sub brand, a seasonal brand on top of what we do with Chancla Academy already. Nice. So oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm familiar with a lot of the, the, the folklore, the lore that you mentioned, except for the donkey lady. What, what's the donkey lady? So there's very many stories about the donkey lady. Uh, she's apparently this half human, half donkey hybrid. And uh, the story that I grew up with was her husband uh, caught her cheating threw her in a barn with the rest of the animals and uh, sets the place on fire. And she just happens to be locked in one of the stables with the donkey and her and the donkey like, like melt together or something like that. She's dead. She comes back from beyond the grave. She's got like hooves and stuff. So she's like half woman, half donkey. And <laughs> she like, she doesn't, <laughs> she comes out to get you and shit. So Dude, the, the only donkey lady I heard of is in Tijuana. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, we're from the border, brother. The donkey lady we know is is popular for other reasons. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I know what donkey. I, I know yeah. a horse lady. That's the only. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> there's a cousin. There's a cousin. There's a cousin. <laughs> Not too so far far she's, Yeah, surprised she ain't dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> she's like the the Hill Country Fair brand. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's insane! I didn't. I wasn't aware of this lady who. <laughs> had this metamorphosis that's in, that's incredible um, yeah that's weird. not by choice though <laughs> no no not by choice it wasn't a, it was it was a curse some would say again yeah um <laughs> and so um when did you start doing your tiktoks and, and that's that's kind of what got you your your uh your your following so to speak is that correct or, or did you get a following from elsewhere uh, yeah, no, I got it from elsewhere. Uh, I actually started uh, right after the, no, not right after the pandemic. Uh, I was working at uh, Cricket Wireless. I was an operations manager running seven stores. And uh, I got laid off in an email on my vacation because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, myself and a bunch of other uh, operations managers. Uh, I kind of rode the coattail of that because, we, you know, we got unemployment. You know, we were just kind of like, fuck it, whatever. We're doing... We're, just write it out. Uh, but then I ended up uh, contracting COVID myself and uh, couldn't go to the hospital. I thought I was literally going to lose my life. Uh, and prior to that, in June, I had lost my grandmother. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of hard for me. I thought I was going to lose my life. Uh, I really did. I, I sent a voice message to my best friend, literally crying and saying like, dude, I think this is it. I think I might not wake up after this just because of the, the condition that I was in. Uh, my wife and my kids were freaking out about it. And then, you know, the next day I woke up, you know, just like as if nothing ever happened. And uh, my daughter, you know, she wanted to start making TikToks with me to have something to remember <laughs> me by if in case anything ever happened. So I said, you know what? Okay, cool, we'll do it. And I made one video about me and my abuela. Uh, and that was, uh, me running out of the room and saying, oh, the cuquis are at it again. They're trying to scare me. And it's Abuela running into the room, <laughs> ripping the cuquis out from under the bed and like beating them and telling them, you can't live here if you're not going to help pay rent. Like, don't be messing with the light if you don't pay the light bill. You know, <laughs> the typical haunting stuff. And that grew, that blew up to like a million views. And then after that, I just started making more 
sharing my stories about growing up on the West Side, what it was like to be, you know, a Latino uh, in San Antonio. Uh, none of the stereotypical stuff, just personal experiences and everybody related to it. And it just kind of grew from there. And, and now we're really trying to make a change uh, on the West Side. Nice. That's awesome. I, I saw a, uh, a uh, I think it was a, uh, a short pitch video that you have there on, on YouTube. It sounds like you guys yes. are in the process of making a short film. Is, is that accurate? Yeah, so uh, we wanted to really um, do something for our barrio that um, really, tr really, really told the true, really told the true stories of of the people that live there. Uh, and uh, with all the gentrification that's happening right now, uh, we said we need to make something that archives everything that's happening on the west side. You know, we don't want to be some like little black and white photo on the wall with the plaque and say West Side, you know, from this time to this time. And, you know, it's just stories after that. Um, so this short film is about me growing up on the West Side. It's going to have the hallmarks of uh, every location, Las Palmas, Picnic, if you've never heard of that place. Um, just all the places that everybody recognizes that is the West Side. So we have Rolando Molina. Uh, if you don't know who he is, next Friday, he's currently in a lot of other films and movies. Um, and then we have Hollywood director and, and short film writer Fabian Martin, who is actually who penned the script for us. So we have a script, everything ready to go. We're getting ready to do an event October 15th, where we're going to hopefully get as many people out to help us raise the money for the film. Nice, nice. How, how, how do people help you or donate to your cause to raise money for the film? So right now, uh, so we are getting ready to do a second round of our Indiegogo. Uh, and as soon as we have that ready to go, people will be able to go to the link in our bio, whether it be TikTok, or Instagram or Facebook. Uh, and there you'll be able to donate um, any donations that are made towards the film. If we don't meet our goal, everybody gets their money back. Essentially, that's how it works. Um, but we're hoping to meet our goal of $20,000 is what we're trying to get at. Um, we have an amazing film crew that's going to help us here in San Antonio, but obviously it costs money to do that. So they can, that's going to be one way they can help us out. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll have some more information for people to go and check it out. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll, we'll keep everybody up to date on that. Just let us know. For sure. Thank keep you. us in the, in the loop and we'll be uh, able to promote all that. And also Sweet. if you're looking for any preteen adolescent actors, Blue, Blue is a, a guy <laughs> who's known to, to play that role with his boyish yeah. good looks. <laughs> yeah. I see this bad boy off. I lose twenty years, man. Yeah, well, me too. Me too. I lose twenty years and gain a chin. So <laughs> I gain two of them. I get two chins and shit. Oh, <laughs> you got a second smile under that. Beard. Under uh huh. <laughs> it's just for the headshots. That um. <laughs> you're you're also working on a a children's book. What's the children's book going to be about? Right, right. So um, with all the negative connotations that, you know, chanclas have, people usually see it as like an abusive type of tool, but I didn't. Uh, again, for me, you know, the name Chancla Academy came from my grandmother always hitting me with it, but it was always like a lesson, you know, a reminder of like who I was or what I needed to do to, you know, make myself better. Uh, I never, I never, you know, experienced it from a negative standpoint. Um, but we wanted to put a twist on this chancla and it's called um, Ariel. Ramona and the Magical Chancla. And it's about uh, Ariel asking Abuela why she has these old raggedy chanclas. And it's more of a walking a mile in somebody's shoes kind of story. She starts to tell her all these uh, little adventures she went on as to why this chancla was so important to her. One of the stories being uh, there was a great flood that happened 
and uh, they were trying to make it for the border, and the Chanco turned into a huge boat, and they were able to cross into America and start their new <laughs> life uh, using the Chancla as a hammer to build her home. Um, but we really, really wanted to capture the essence of, of all of the hard work that the people before us, you know, the way they paved the way for us to have the things that we have, the houses, the jobs, all the opportunities. And we felt like this is going to be a story that's really going to tell that story. Um, you know, you don't know what people have been through unless you walk a mile in somebody's shoes. And, you know, we hope that people will stop passing judgment on anybody that comes, you know, across to the United States because they want to do better for themselves. And that's exactly what my grandmother did. And if it wasn't for her, uh, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. I wouldn't be able to explore and experience myself as a human being. And uh, I thank her for that. So that that's what the book is going to be about. Yeah, I'm sure um, all of us up here have somewhere down the line in our, in our ancestry <laughs> have had someone cross the, come across as well. Right. Uh, <clears throat> no, that's amazing, man. Um, when do you expect uh, your books to be coming out? So right now, uh, alongside with the movie, we're, this event that we're doing called Chancla Academy Festival is where we're going to be, uh, you know, again, raising the money for the book. Um, that's going to cost us around $8,000 $8, to do. But um, with everybody's donations, a portion of that is actually going to help us get into HEB, Barnes and Nobles. Um, and really what we're going to be doing is take some of that money and start opening our very own small uh, on-the-go Latino libraries and start posting them up around the west side. Um, that's going to take us a couple thousand dollars to do, but we want to start encouraging other Latino artists that are maybe writers, write their own books and then put them in these little Latino libraries so that they can share the share them with the rest of the community. Um, we know that, you know, not everybody has access to a library. Um, going to a library can be a little weird sometimes. Um, but the best thing about this book, though, is it's going to be bilingual so that both Spanish and uh, Spanish and English speaking can enjoy this book as well. So. Um, that's what we want to do. We want to kind of break the barrier, the language barrier in our community with gotcha. it. So. I got a friend named Jonathan Martinez who's not allowed in libraries, but that's because of a different reason. They have back in the day. He, he, he's allowed to be in the library, but he can't use the, the computers. He can't use the computers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this this oh, website man. has been blocked. <laughs> yeah. A lot of websites came were popped. <laughs> we'll put that. There. But um yeah, yeah, that, that's that's good, man. That's great. Uh, that's awesome that you're doing that. That's great for the community. Uh, I really that's that's awesome. Uh, I, I admire the work that you're doing. Um, what do you call it? So when when you do your comedy, is all your comedy influenced based on your past experiences? Yeah, it's it's all uh, exactly like what you said. It, it's it's all based on past experiences. Um, a lot of it's very exaggerated. If I do something like, uh, I don't know, when I'm messing with the Yorona or I have a Kermit the Frog puppet that's playing my abuelo, you know, in my in my, uh, in my my videos. Um, but yeah, it, it, it all stems from, uh, you know, my past. And a lot of it's very over-exaggerated. Just I'm replaying it on camera the way I remembered it as a kid, or at least I try to. And, you know, as kids, it's very over the top, very dramatic, you know, you remember one thing and then you look back or somebody tells you and they're like, that's not how it happened. It was a lot more mm -hmm. calmer, but you know, I, I, that's how I try to remember it. And, uh, but it's worked out though. It's worked out and everybody loves it. So yeah. we, we tend to get into the paranormal and into, you know, ghosts and, and aliens and things of that nature. And so you've talked about La Llorona a couple of times. Have, do you, have you ever had an experience with a ghost or La Llorona or anything like that? 
Well, according to my grandmother, because she used to live by a creek, the Yorona lived there. And so if we never went to bed, you would hear like, like, oi, oi. We ended up later on finding out my grandmother and my grandpa were fucking at night. So, I mean, that was kind of. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. Those moaning noises were, weren't what we expected. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you better go to bed at eight or you're going to hear the Yorona and. and I try to make sure every single time I was in bed on time, so I wouldn't hear anything. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a, that. that was a tale. <laughs> we we definitely would hear that at, at night, and uh, but yeah, no, I was terrified of that thing. I was terrified because it was always she's gonna come and get you. She's gonna right. take you. She's gonna drown you. And uh, that's that's kind of like you know, but that that's the tale I remember the most. The Mexican <laughs> folklore and shit. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, like the lechuzas is a big one that. A lot of Mexicans believe in. Mexican. Yeah, me and a friend of mine are actually getting. We're writing the script right now for um, our version of the lechuza. Like we already have a body costume, everything ready to go, mask, all that ready to go. Um, we're doing it based off the tale that my grandmother told me, in which uh, a couple needed. They wanted to have a baby or something like that, but the husband was abusive. So the uh, the lechuza turns herself, takes her wings or whatever. Kind of makes herself look like a, a baby wrapped in a blanket. The lady takes the baby in and well, lets you in and kills her husband, kills the lady. So, yeah. So, we're doing it based on that tale, but we're getting ready to do that. But I believe in the let you Like, that shit's creepy as fuck. Like, yeah. I, uh, so, the, what was that? Chancla one time, man. That was. what? I said that you almost got me slapped by a chunkla one time. You know? Oh shit! <laughs> I borrowed my dad's truck because I was having car problems one time, and I was coming back to San Antonio, and I thought of the white bag flying across the highway. I said, oh fuck it! You know, I didn't slow down. Nope, it was a big old white owl. And I smacked <laughs> for the windshield. I thought, fuck! I broke the dad's, <laughs> dad's truck, man. That's their pride and joy. Damn! Uh, I kick was, your ass too. Uh, <laughs> Like that, I, I just hit a, a, a owl with your Chevy, and uh, it's got a couple scratches. <laughs> it was the Chevy too. Damn, my grandfather owned a blue Chevy. Man, that thing was his pride and joy. Couldn't yeah. even mess that up either. So he, what he really did was hit one of those ladies dressed with all the feathers, and he blamed it on an owl. That's why it was a little <laughs> I, I kept going. I kept, I kept <laughs> going. Westside man. That was a bag. I saw a fucking bag crying. I saw a bag. <laughs> fucking GTA that shit. <laughs> it went right now. There's, bag. A, there's a unsolved mysteries episode looking for blue. Oh <laughs> shit! <even> <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. So, um, so you don't have any personal experience with something that you couldn't explain that was paranormal outside of the moans? Yeah. No. Um, there was one time uh, staying at my grandmother's house and uh, I was always, my grandmother always used to tell me that, you know, if you heard a whistle um, that, you know, that was her calling you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never believed her. Uh, I, I, the one time I did hear a whistle, I thought, Oh, you know what? It's just the wind or whatever. Um, and my dumb ass decided that I wanted to go outside cause I kept on hearing the whistle. I thought, Oh, you know what? It's my cousin tricking me. It's my grandfather tricking me. At that time, I had the balls to go outside. And uh, I went out there. There was nothing there. I didn't hear anything. And you, I would hear, like, fluttering, like, almost like wings, yeah. almost. 
And it sounded like really close to my ears. And I was like, you know, like, what the hell is that? Um, sure enough, dude, I went out there. I was with my flashlight and on top of the house where the window that I had, um, I saw this bird like figure and I said, oh, it's a bird. Dude, no, it like turned its head slightly. Like, I didn't even get like full like facial, but it looked like a human face. And I saw it and I just fucking darted back in my house. My grandmother was like, I went in and my grandmother was like, you heard it too, Ray? You heard it too? And I was like, yes, 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 yes. I ended up finding out um, there was this lady that my uh, that didn't like my grandmother. And apparently uh, she had put like a curse on my grandmother's house. So anybody that slept in that bedroom that I slept in would experience like scratching noises and all that stuff. But what ended up happening, somebody actually died in my room. Two of our family members died in that room, elderly. Oh. They didn't die from cancer or nothing. Like, they just died. Like, right. as if they're literally, their souls were taken. And ever since then, like, I never, ever slept in that room. My grandmother actually closed off that room. She made it a storage room. And uh, we still to this day, my grandfather, ever after my grandmother passed away, that room is never used and never open. Ever. Oh, shit. That's insane. Yeah. I, I hear mm -hmm. that if you whistle back, that some bad shit could happen to you. Yeah, you're pretty much inviting her in. It's like you're trying to speak to her. Oh, really? So, yeah. Right. Man, I thought about doing it one time. I heard a whistle and I was like, man, should I do it? Should I not? I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on the safe side and not do it. We, <laughs> Just, we, we should. We shouldn't have it on our podcast. <laughs> when we're on the podcast, <laughs> just whistling out the window at night. <laughs> oh, we catch it. We catch the chuso and we put her on and shit at seven. At seven thirty. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get all our other link handles. Uh, <laughs> man, that's insane. That's 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 pretty crazy. And so, um, what is um? So what else are you working on? Is there anything else that you're working on? I, I, I thought I I'd seen a couple of podcasts. I know we have um, a future guest, Gilbert. He's coming from the the local yes, podcast. Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's actually going to be a guest of ours uh, at the end of the month. Nice. Um, I, I heard you guys are working together, doing something. Um, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. So Gilbert's actually part of my production company. I actually produce his shows and stuff. Uh, he's under our Chonkle Academy brand. Uh, so. Uh, Originally in October, we were going to launch our TV app, um, but we're going to wait till January because right now we're in the process of working with Roku, Amazon Prime, and Apple TV to bring content to their platform uh, on our very own app. And uh, so right now we are working on three shows, one called Taco Madre, one called Barrionomics, and the other one is called Cosas en la Noche, and it's kind of like a Goosebumps type thing. Um, we're working on the the proof of concept uh uh, pilots for these shows uh, and alongside with Gilbert as well. Uh, we're going to turn his more into kind of like a late night talk show kind of thing. And, um, but yeah, that's what we're working on right now. Like we have that going on. We're going to shoot all of these pilots throughout the rest of the year. Uh, and then once January comes, uh, we'll be doing full fledged TV shows. It'll be like Netflix. Uh, and what we're hoping to do is, capture other Latino creators that want to really create stuff that where they normally wouldn't be able to do it on TikTok or YouTube. Um, the best thing about our TV platforms coming up is if we wanted to, they, the sky's the limit, but you know, our cap is we could literally make softcore porn and none of our content will get taken down. So just hearing that from the TV stations, I mean, the TV groups, um, you know, now we know that we can really create the content that we really want to make and tell the stories that we want to tell. Uh, without any restrictions. And mind you, we're not going to go too far out 
Uh, we're not doing anything political. We're not doing anything social or anything like that. But uh, we're really going to try to push the limits to see what other Latino creators can do with their content. Um, but other than that, I mean, other than the movie and the book, uh, next year we're getting ready to start our anti-bullying campaign called Be Contagious. Uh, and it stems off the premise that uh, laughter is contagious. So we want to say that, uh, you know, positivity can be contagious as well. Uh, and this is going to be a, a Latino-focused anti-bullying campaign. Uh, and then hopefully from that, we'll be able to start our little well, our little league team. So we want to do baseball uh, oh, no. and football. Yeah. So we really want to give back to the youth in our communities. I grew up on the West Side. We had a lot of programs uh, that helped us out, uh, you know, being a part of sports and stuff. And so what we want to do is we want to provide uniforms uh, for kids uh, to be a part of our whatever football, baseball teams that we that we decide to make. Uh, and uh, we want to do it based off uh, somewhat of like an honor system. And uh, instead of kids just making kids try out and then like making them go, um, an effort for them to qualify to try out, they have to have at least A's and B's on the report card. Uh, and then they try out like everybody else. And, you know, if they don't make the team, they don't make the team. You know, we're not going to say, well, you know what? We feel bad for you. We're going to keep you on. Uh, and then we let to get to, we get to let them keep their uniform. So we'll be raising money each year for new uniforms for the kids. That way they take something with them, whether they win or lose games, they'll have that uniform to remind right. them that they worked hard to get there. And we hope that this will better shape our Latino youth as they grow up to make better decisions and work hard for what they really want. So that's what yeah, we're that's working amazing. on. That is amazing stuff. Yeah. I, that's, I applaud you. That is awesome. That's Thank awesome you. work. And, and you just started your 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 presence online and in social medias not very long ago, and you're already uh, doing these types of things. It's that's that's really amazing. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was part of my five year plan. We, uh, we're gonna have October 15th with the, will be our two year anniversary uh, on TikTok, and uh, it's opened a lot of great opportunities, a lot of doors. Uh, and right now I'm in the works of working with this ghost company that's here in San Antonio and, uh, they have their own media company. They have their own radio station. I'm actually going to be the voice of their radio station, uh, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, we got a lot of really good stuff that's going on. I'm actually really good friends with, uh, Erica Prosper, which is Ron Nirenberg's wife. Uh, she really loves what we're doing. So we've been getting out there. We've been getting out there. Um, again, just these things take time. They take money. Uh, but we feel like once we get on our feet, we'll be able to raise our own money, do our own thing. Uh, and, uh, we'll be, you know, we want to make a, we want to make a mark in San Antonio is what we want to do. We want people to respect what we do. I'm not some guy that wants to be TikTok famous. I'm not doing it for clout. I, I don't really care about that stuff. I really just care about my community wanting to give back and create. And that's all I want to do. So, so far it's been working out for us. That's yeah, amazing. That's good. That's good. Amazing. And yeah, we saw, um, go ahead, Blue. We just did a ghost tour. How was that tour yeah. about doing one together on a podcast? Yeah, no, it was really, really fun. You should definitely check it out. Let me know uh, if you're ever in San Antonio. We can do the RJA ghost tours. They do uh, private ghost tours as well. They take you to all of the biggest hot spots in San Antonio that are haunted, uh, and they have drink service as well for you guys. So there you go. You can get wasted mm -hmm. and go look at ghosts. Uh, <laughs> that's when they come out the, the best ghosts exactly. come out when you're drunk but we are in san antonio by the way except for oh Ryan. great great but great we are in san antonio. well yeah no just let me know i'll definitely i would love to go out and do something with you guys over there um but they're called rja ghost tours really really fun the owners are super super cool um they give you a they take you so this ghost story is they take you on a history ride 
uh, through San Antonio. It you walk, I think, like over eight blocks. I think it is, but they take you to the most haunted areas in the downtown area. Um, and some of this stuff is really, really cool to listen to. Um, you know, at the end, they have this really cool um, place they take you to. They used to be the Old County Jail, and it's a Holiday Inn, and they tell you about Room 108. It's the most haunted place uh, in San Antonio. Uh, and we're definitely – that's something we're going to go check out. Maybe you can join us when we record our ghost ep- our ghost show Ooh. episode. Yeah, no, we're definitely we're down for that. So. We, yeah. We're definitely down. We've had our own ghost experiences, myself. I'm in blue. Um, blues are kind of on the R-rated version, so we, we really kind of keep those two <laughs> yeah. quiet. In. But uh, <laughs> blues an animal. You you don't know him very well. He, yeah. He's a crazy guy. He's a crazy guy. But uh, but we love him. Oh, no, so, I'm being uh, timid right now, so don't worry. I think <laughs> me and Blue will get along just fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he was he was fixing to be the uh, who was that that uh, that. That character in Indiana Jones, not not Harrison Ford's character, not Indiana, the the little guy that hangs out with him. A little was, Asian guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Blue's next next role. He's let's <laughs> 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 just leave it at that. But saying something. <laughs> you have to watch our podcast. You have to go back and watch our podcast to understand where that's coming from. But the uh, <laughs> blues—he's he's a good guy. He's uh, he's a good contributor to the team. He's a gynecologist nice. to the stars. So if any of you ladies are out there, famous and looking for some, <laughs> looking for some assistance, Big Blue can yeah. help you. He works yeah. weekends too. <laughs> free. He, he works for he works for beer. So <laughs> hey, I work for food. So. <laughs> oh man that's crazy so um <clears throat> what are some of the other so you said you worked with um with oh man what the the mayor's wife is that correct that, that, that that's who i thought i heard you say right yeah so we worked with erica prosper she was actually our there first guest go. on our show called pura platica uh, which is another show that we have for our platform uh she was able she was on there she uh, normally doesn't do that kind of stuff but we were really honestly blessed to have her on our show um, for the first time as our first guest. She even made some TikToks with us, which was even cooler because we didn't think she would do it. Um, and then she gave us a little bit of insight on some stuff that we we could work on. And it's been a lot of help. I've been getting, uh, we've been getting a lot of recognition with a lot of small businesses in the area that have been reaching out to me that want to do stuff. Uh, like the most recent uh, Texas Blood and Tissues actually making me part of their big give campaign. So to have a Latino voice out there to, you know, tell other Latinos to donate blood and 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 uh, help save lives is going to be really really important for us to do. Um, typically, when you see those big give situations, they're usually it's either white or black folks. You don't really see Latinos on there. So um, because they know I advocate for Latinos so much, this is going to be a huge opportunity to you it's know big task, brother. It's going to be a big task because when I do yeah. blood on Latinos, they they they're a little scared sometimes. You know they. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to hey. like, like zoom out and shit. <laughs> hey, but hey, when you give them something for free, they're there. there they're, yeah. hey, the cookies and drinks are not enough. Uh, well, now, I, I, at five in the morning with their launchers and shit when you mention free. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're there. Hey, they're going to give us a gift card over here. We're going to take it. Now, what we want to do, what I want to do is I want to, so we have a, a food truck that I work with. Uh, and then we also have some other food trucks that we know. And we're what we're wanting to do 
to help us meet this goal is because again we know that they love food so we're hoping to give up free tacos free brisk grilled, uh, brisket grilled cheese sandwiches stuff like that uh and hopefully it'll entice them to come out donate blood grab some food uh it'll be all on all on us i think we're going to do up to 100 people is what we're going to do um if we can get 100 donors out there uh hopefully it'll encourage them to keep coming back afterwards but um you know i could tell you right now uh texas blood and tissue really really needs it and especially from the latino side they need it so nice. it'll oh, work yeah. out for us yeah oh yeah yeah well, i used to I donate a lot but um, needles, needles terrify me, man. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> what, what were you saying, Blue? I was going to ask him, where's that uh, food truck located? I heard you the other day talking about it on TikTok, and that brisket uh, sandwich sounds good, man. Yeah, so we kind of bounce around from here and there um, just because we're, we've gotten gained so much popularity. Uh, people are just pulling us every which way, so we just kind of go where – wherever the wind takes us, where people want us to, to be. Um, right now we're working on hopefully having a permanent location. Like this week, I believe Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're going to be posted up at the True Fit uh, on military. And uh, you would think that all the people walking in and out of there, they're watching their way. Hell no. All those uh, meatheads that walk through there, they're like, can I get yeah, two they, of those sandwiches? Oh, yeah, they want their uh, protein. They want their protein. Like, yeah. Yeah, they get a good... They get a good five ounces worth of brisket in that sandwich, man. It's a lot of meat. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be posted up there for the weekend. And then on Saturday, we're going to be at HTO at uh, Alamo Ranch. So okay. we'll be out there. So yeah, that's my neighborhood. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's, what I, um, that's actually not too far away. I, I live out near uh, Kalei Run 1604, just outside oh, okay. of Alamo Ranch in the uh, Stillwater Ranch area. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we might be going and seeing you. When, when are you going to be out there again? Uh, I will be there Saturday. Uh, we're going to be there from 11 to 6. Dude, I'll be out there. I'll be going. You'll see me. I'll be in my spacesuit, so you'll recognize me. I'll be the only <laughs> one out there. I might be passed <laughs> out if the line is long because it's fucking hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can go inside and grab yourself some tea. <laughs> yeah, that, that tea's delicious. Dude, it's fucking good. It's really, really good. I didn't believe it. I literally, when I tasted it, I was like, this is way better than Bill Miller's. And I, did that. I made the video that I made for them. Um, but yeah, no, it's good tea. Really? Yeah, really? I promise I you. Dude, this. you can mix teas together. There's, they have secret menu items and they made me mix two teas together. Dude, it tasted exactly like an Almond Joy. Nice. Oh, sure. Oh, whoa. Yeah. The, they have, have these tea mixers. Yeah. Sure. Tell them for the secret menu, dude. They'll give you all of the secret menu items. Uh, I had apple pie. That one was so good. Um, we had... Uh, orchata, and then we had some. Uh, there's like eight of them, but the apple pie and the almond joy. Do they, do they come with whiskey? Uh, well, you gotta bring your <laughs> own. Oh, I gotta bring my own. Okay, just making yeah. sure. Don't <laughs> I'm not sure tea would. Does tea go well with whiskey? Yeah. Whiskey Dude, goes it well actually with does. Yeah. I've had <laughs> Turkish whiskey with sweet tea. Uh, with, well, I mean, have you ever had a Long Island? I mean, there you go. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. See, I, I had whiskey one time with not whiskey. I had I had tea one time and my one of my buddies gave us this strong ass moonshine and we we're trying to dilute it with something. And that's the only time I've ever tried it with tea and, and something else that it was alcoholic. Well, I guess the Long Island iced tea. I've tried those, but that one that one kind of ruined my 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 taste for tea and whiskey or tea and tea and liquor. But I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this tea and tea and whiskey. I haven't tried it before. I'm gonna it's give it good. a shot. 
What what else do you like to drink? We like to drink here on the uh, on the channel. When you do drink, I'm not sure if you're a drinker or not, but when you do drink, what do you what is your uh, choice? So when I do drink, I don't drink often. Uh, I was sober for like five years, and then I picked up just drinking here and there for a little while. Um, I just drink a michelada, dude, or maybe just a glass of wine, a couple glasses of wine. Um, I like red wine and just micheladas, man. I like me I like me some flavor in my beer. It's nice and good. And it makes me just I feel sleepy. I go to bed and I'm out. You know, that's all I use it for. It's my melatonin, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so, like, you don't get crazy or anything like that. Doesn't make you louder. Doesn't make you happier. Giggly. I'm actually uh, if I if I drink enough, I'm a very happy happy drunk. I guess. Um, no, I like to have fun. Uh, but yeah, I get really I get really happy when I'm drunk, dude. I'm not. I hate like boring people i'll tell you like oh fuck you're boring i'll leave you like i'll go somewhere else uh fuck, start throwing chanclas everywhere and shit <laughs> dude i dressed up as abuela one time when i got drunk and man i went outside i started talking to the neighbors and stuff and one of their kids was behaving bad i took off one of my crocs and i chucked it at him i missed <laughs> but uh <laughs> i almost got my ass kicked though but um <laughs> it was like, but it you was, had like a <laughs> He had like a pound full of like those charms on those crocs and fucking knocked the kid out and shit. Yeah. Fucking put some blades on my fucking crocs, bro. <laughs> Cut somebody up. Shit. <laughs> these kids, shit. Yeah, I know. My neighbor's kids, dude. I think they're from I think they're from Mexico. Um, but they don't get the culture yet. Like it's you can't just be outside till three in the morning partying. Like literally, they bring their fucking kitchen table outside, they're having dinner outside. I'm all, I did that yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I, I totally was like you know that you don't have to bring your table outside to eat. She's like no, it's because you know we used to, we're used to eating outside. It's like fuck, were you homeless before? Or are you from out of this country? Like I don't know. <laughs> but, no, dude. I mean, and then like the worst thing is they go pick in the trash when people throw out furniture, which is a typical Latino thing. But I'm like, yo, we don't want bed bugs and roaches, please. Like just leave it, in the, <laughs> leave it in the fucking trash where it belongs. <laughs> Like leave it. My sister's neighbor was really bad, man. Like she'll see you taking shit out. She's like, "Are you are you bringing any more stuff? So I want to have first pick." Ah. <laughs> I'm opening up my own uh, thrift store. It got so bad that the neighbor next to her put a fence all the way to the front, like just so she wouldn't cross. She would go into a recycle bin and dig into it to find. Para la pulga, para la pulga. Yeah, hey, no, hey, we know it. We knew a lady that used to do that in our neighborhood. She would go and pick up stuff and she'd resell it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she makes I, some I, mad money. I, I remember I threw out like a like a dinner table and then I saw it like the following week at the pool and shit for like 20 bucks. I was like, oh, shit. yeah, my dude, my grandmother's dumb. One time she threw out a little table and she bought it back, but <laughs> the lady just painted it and made it look nice. Yeah. And my grandfather said, Hey, I bet you that's our table. She's like, No, 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 Robert, it's not. Man, he looked under it. The lady never covered up the initials that were under it. <laughs> she, he's like, how much did you pay for it? Ah, pues 60. He's like, that table cost us $10. <laughs> <He paid> 16 <laughs> now. My grandmother, my grandmother never again went to her shop. She's like, I wonder how much stuff she's got of ours. She just painted it too, dude. That's yeah, it. Man. She just put a coat of paint. Same that's fucking a, table. There's a lot of people <laughs> that do that. It's like when you go to a... Yeah. Uh, when you go to Mission Flea Market, my kids always go with me, and they always want to pick up the toys, right? They pick up the toys, and the lady's like, eight, $8, and it fucking still has a good will price for $1.99. Uh, 
<laughs> they're all the muñecas are all encueradas and everything. Yeah. I want twenty. It's a it's a collector's item, lady. That thing's mangled. What the fuck? Yeah. It has different body parts and shit. <laughs> Man, that's insane. So when you're in a, when you're in a day where in the in a time where you can sell pictures of your feet, going through the gar- going through the garbage shouldn't be an option. You know no. What I'm <laughs> no, that's that just my opinion. Be an option. I did it one time, yeah. guys. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if, if it's behind JC Penney's or, or Dillard's or something, that's one thing. <laughs> I'll be throwing out some furniture soon if you need any. <laughs> <laughs> but in the front yard, come on, guys. <laughs> I know. She can go. Um, yeah, man. My um my wife, she she does a, a lot of the crafts and stuff. And there's been so many items that I'm like ready to throw away. And then she'll throw on some paint and some sand it down, do this and that, and a third, make it look brand new. And you're like, shit, you didn't even realize you probably, shit, I probably would have bought the damn table myself too. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel you, dude. My wife is a fucking hoarder, dude. Like she buys stuff and she keeps the boxes. And she's like, oh, well, you never know when we're going to need the box again. What if we move? And I'm all like, why the hell do you need the box? So I have a closet just full of boxes, dude. Uh, hey, uh, that my wife does the same thing, and I ask her, "What do you want the box for?" And she's like, "Oh, where I said, where I said tablas de loteria." I was like, "Oh, okay, that explains it and shit." <laughs> hey, man, for for those that don't understand Spanish, can you explain that last part again? <laughs> oh, the, the, my wife keeps all the boxes, and then I ask her what what she needs it for. I, she goes, "Oh, I'm gonna make uh, loteria loteria playing cards out of them." Oh, 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 okay. So she has to go, she has of them there, man, a bunch of them. She's slanging this shit, man. Yeah. On the side. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like I think I need to get in that business. You can either sell loteria cards or, or the masks. That's what's really kicking off in the in the Latino oh. industry. Whoa. We there lost he is. There he is. He's back. He's back. The feds, did they get you? <laughs> can you hear us? <laughs> Hold on. I'll go real quick. Oh, All right. There the hell you have in your hand, then? We got oh, it. Um, it's a comb. <laughs> that's a shank. That's a prison shank. <laughs> hey, man, we had uh, Danny De La Paz, an American. Me, I've been I've been practicing ever since we got we had him on the <laughs> I'm on the show. So, <laughs> oh, we keep on. <laughs> yeah, he's been. I think I think he's having some internet issues. Um, well, we get him back. Oh, there he is. Yeah. What, what about you, Jaime? What do you think about? Um, some of the uh, Latino culture that that could potentially be made not made fun of, but be uh, elaborated on or be brought out to the pop culture and, and maybe be funny. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, yeah. Well, like he said, like I, I consider the chancla like a teaching tool and shit, man. That's what it was it for me. A teaching shit. tool for me, man. It was a it was a weapon. <laughs> Often it was thrown. A blunt, it was a blunt instrument and shit. <laughs> I no, never but- had a, I learned how to duck. Y'all are gonna go shit. inside with me to 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 Spirit because I gotta pay for something really quick. But Let's do it. Uh oh. Hey Spirit, yeah, you, need to, you, need to, you, you need You're gonna to have to show us the credit card and the, the three little numbers in the back. <laughs> <laughs> if I cut out by any chance, I apologize. But uh, I gotta. Go nah, it's those. quite all right. Yeah, I can have y'all's right. conversation. I'll be listening. All right, sounds good. So uh, <laughs> while Joe goes in there and uh, um, takes care of business. Uh, yeah, he robs man, the they, place and shit. That'd be crazy. Right? <laughs> we watch it all. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you see the police run behind him. <laughs> Everybody freeze! Nobody move! Nobody move! 
So, <laughs> um, so Blue, what do you think about potentially being an actor? And we've had a few filmmakers on and, and few films coming through. Would you ever, you know, we've talked and joked about you portraying a uh, pre-adolescent teen. How serious would you be in a role? I'd be pretty serious, man. I would take any any job serious. Especially if R. Kelly's involved. Uh, <laughs> He's, like, <laughs> He's like, if I'm doing the peeing on. <laughs> I mean, uh, even if I'm not, I'm, I'm still in. I'm still in. He's like, I want my 15 minutes of fame, bitches. Save <laughs> me with the, with, what are they called? Nutty, nutty lights. <laughs> oh, man. That's some good shit, guys. Um, dude, yeah, now that's crazy, man. I, uh, I think that, you know, like, it's just funny when we're watching some of uh, the Changla Academy's TikToks and stuff. It's just, it's funny because it's so relatable as a, as a Hispanic person and coming from the Latin culture, so to speak. And, yeah. and my parents, you know what I mean? You know, having my grandparents only speaking mostly. Well, I mean, they spoke English, but for the most part, they spoke Spanish. So we used to have those conversations where they would talk to me in Spanish. I would talk to them in English and it, and it worked out beautifully. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, for the longest time, that's how it was. And so... You know, I think that, um, you know, what Joe's doing also just bringing light to the community and bringing out people from the community is a great thing. And what he's doing to give back to the community is also awesome. Um, do you have any, um, <laughs> I heard you went fishing earlier today, Jaime. Did you catch anything? Fucking hunger, man. I already caught a fish, but hey, the, the, they got a little bit more water. So that's, that's good, I guess. Well, not enough, but got some, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So was the uh, is the water looking nasty though? Is it like all, or was it looking clear blue? Because the water at Lake Amistad, it's known for looking pretty nice. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty good, man. It's pretty clear. Did you jump in? No, I don't know. I guess you want to. I don't even know how to swim, bro. Yeah, there you. I don't. I don't go past five feet. It's like, it's like I just look over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Blue? Have you got are you guys going out fishing uh, anytime soon? I've been wanting to, man. I've been having that fishing itch to go out there, but just haven't had a chance. Yeah, me either, man. I've been wanting to go too. I'm trying to get my boat out there before the lake completely dries out. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll see what's up. Did you see uh, Bigfoot while you're out there, Hammond? No, no. I saw I saw a dude that was fishing without a shirt. That was pretty close. <laughs> Big dude too. Like, dude, that guy was like six one, six two, fucking like two hundred and eighty <laughs> pounds, topless. <laughs> like I usually, I usually skip this part, but okay. <laughs> I gotta find you make a jiggle. <laughs> I think he was recording for his only fence. To be honest, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, he's like, "Man, there's a Bigfoot looking guy coming over." <laughs> it's like, it's like, where did this movie turn? <laughs> That's crazy, dude. So, was that guy all like on a boat? Was he on the bank? No, he was, was on the he, bank, on the random part of the lake, just hanging out there. Uh, yeah, we'll see. He was like maybe like like a hundred feet away, and then I started walking away farther. <laughs> oh, so you weren't on your boat either? Y'all were both on no. The I, bank? Just to, I, uh, I just went for the side, and I, I was there. And he got there, and he just started like. Peeling off clothes and shit. What the fuck? Like, it's not even that hot. It's like 79 degrees. 
he saw you and he was like he's, it was he's like, like so that and cloudy and shit he's like he saw you and he's like this temperature just got higher he's like i'm gonna start my own only vatos i don't know hey how's it going can you hear us joe like he's trying to get back on yeah i don't know if you guys can okay cool sorry about that That's oh right. no we got I, you i'm on the north side and the internet sucks over here <laughs> oh yeah man. it does it's it's freaking horrible the um like there are certain places in town where i don't know what cell service do you use but i used I to have it. like who, who do you use you don't metro metro piece of shit Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds about accurate. Um, <laughs> I've used um, T-Mobile. Man, I fucking hated having T-Mobile in San Antonio. Like, I'd be driving down the middle of fucking 4chan on a call in my hands-free device for anybody that's listening. And then all of a sudden, boom, it, it comes out, it cuts out. It was it was horrible. Dude, um, I remember when I first got Metro, it was my first time driving to Florida. And uh, they told me that I was covered everywhere, dude. I went for about 30 miles going blind. I didn't know where the hell I was going. <laughs> so, but yeah. luckily, I met some white folks and they're like, here's our map. Just follow this road. And sure enough, my <laughs> internet started working 30 miles later. So. Now entering New York. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that'd be nice. One day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Goals, hey. goals. And so we're getting kind of long in the tooth here guys we're getting close to our our hour mark um with that being said we're going to enter our our wood fire questions so instead of rapid fire questions we have our lose wood fire questions so this this segment of the uh podcast is brought to you by lose wood fire pizza out there in del rio if you guys are interested in getting some of his fine pizza you get a 10 percent discount when you use the promo code d turkey and also when you walk in as long as you are a subscriber with the Drunk Turkey Show. So please shout out to Luis when you walk in there and, and get a pizza and 10% off when you tell him that we sent you. So I lived in Del Rio. Go to Rio. Really? What part of Del Rio? I mean, uh, God, how long also, ago either? Awesome. Man, I was a kid. I was a little kid. Uh, I think it was like probably like seven. And we used to go to, I think it's called Lion Park. We used to swim in that creek. Yeah. I'm fit, bro. Something. <laughs> That's something, man. You, you my rival. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was about to bring out his orange rag. What's up? You want to go right now? Tunda bato. Sobres. Pura trucha. Oh shit! Shit! <laughs> this is getting, this is getting political. Yeah, I was, I, was, I, I lived on the east side, guys. We were, we were. Under- oh shit! shit. <laughs> hey, all of us against the Danny now. Fuck that! Oh man, we were. We're there. We're there. We gotta unite, man. Hey, when I saw blood in, blood out, and then America, me away, well, that's all. I, I couldn't stop talking like that, man, to everybody. Dude, what's up, bro? <laughs> what's up, fool? What's up, fool? Tres puntos. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but yeah, I know. I didn't know you were out from from out here. Yeah, I live there with my my dad's mom is from there. Uh, so my my dad uh, actually lived in in Spain with my mom. So I guess my dad. I don't know. I don't know too much about my real dad. I just know that he was like in the army or something. He lived in Madrid with my grand. Well, during that time, he met my mom, my grandfather. There's a whole backstory to that, but I mean, his mom ended up in Del Rio. What the fuck? That's crazy. Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Randomest thing from Del Rio. What's that, Blue? Say, all three of us are from Del Rio, just to let them know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all from Del Rio. We, me and Blue live in San Antonio. Um, Jaime still, you know, stuck to his roots. He got word of uh, of a Bigfoot that roams around the the Loma de la Cruz, and he's yeah. not staying there. Well, when you see my wife, tell her to come home. Sorry, yes, I'll let her know. <laughs> so, um, do you ever go back out there, or is that some, uh, or Del Rio is just a place from the past? Honestly, uh, my real dad at one point asked me to go back, but uh, going to Del Rio for me has some really good memories, but a lot of bad memories uh, for me at the time. Uh, I won't go too much into it, but I just say I had a really uh my dad was very abusive and he was an alcoholic and too many bad memories for me but i mean there's times where i want to go back and visit just to go visit you know lion park and just go check out the river and stuff and you know i'll go visit uh jamie or jaime however you see your name either one either or Either or. Either, either or. Depends either on what time of the night it call is. Me wero, call me wero, <laughs> call me miklo <laughs> hey, we, we don't want to get fucking hit with a copyright. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. You'll be calling yourself people's names. <laughs> <Just playing. laughs> so, so do you do you have any um, aspiration of doing any like a stand-up comedy or anything like that? I, I know you do your comedy skits on, on TikTok, but do you, you know, aspire to be on stage? Uh, I do. Uh, I did uh, stand-up uh, back in my early 20s, but I'm more of a stand-up is really not for me. I do a lot of improv. Uh, so I'll never have the same show every night. I'm horrible with scripts. I'm more of a visual storyteller than me just standing there. Because my problem is I picture it in my head and I understand what's going on in my head and I'm trying to say what's going on in my head and it doesn't make sense. People get it. Sometimes they'll laugh, but uh, now I'm more of a visual storyteller. If anything I want to do is I want to direct my own films, uh, continue to do TikToks uh, or be in films. And just kind of be a part of the story and creative process is what I want to do. So, uh, but I, I think I do a really good job now making people laugh the way I do. Stand up, yeah. maybe I can do in the future, but uh, at the moment, it's not like a huge goal of mine. Got you, got you. Awesome. Uh, so, Kami, you have any questions during our Woodfire question segment? Yeah, um, I was going to ask him, say, do you, how, let me see, how can I say that? Have you ever parodied um, Chavo Locho? No, I have not, but I did watch him growing up, and uh, I take a lot of comedic cues from him. Um, you, you, you watch those kinds of shows growing up, and the facial expressions, the movements, everything that they did is what, you know, the exaggeration uh, of, of the characters is what made it funny, and I've yeah. always been into physical comedy. But I've never parried him because I, I feel like I wouldn't do him justice. But it is something that I really look at uh, from time to time for inspiration uh, when it comes to the physical comedy and telling the stories. And I think that's what makes my stuff funny because people yeah. are always, you know, uh, commenting on the facial features I make and stuff. But, I mean, it works out. But they're, they're a huge inspiration for what I do. Cool, cool, cool. Nice, nice. What about you, Blue? Any, any rapid-fire questions? Yeah, um... If any of our listeners want to see you live one day, what's your next event? Uh, so if we're talking about live on TikTok, I go live every single night. Uh, right now, uh, I'm getting ready to host another meet and greet at Peter Piper's, which we did today, which went really well. And it was just out of out of the blue. Uh, okay. We had a lot of people show up. Um, it's not something I really do all the time, but uh, you can continue to follow me on TikTok. And uh, I'll be announcing when you can catch me uh, out in the world. Damn. Awesome. Peter Piper, that's that's Lou's arch nemesis. Dude. It is Lou's arch nemesis. 
Peter Piper pizza, man, is the best. It's the best pizza. Peter Piper, Peter Piper, yeah, they give you the leftover slices from somebody else's pizza. No, that's the pizza. I was I was wondering why would anybody eat at somewhere that have a fucking rat as their mascot? <laughs> hey, well Taco Cabana's mascot is a rat, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, uh, the Ninja Turtles leader is a rat, so hey, I know, see <laughs> and he fed and them pizza. That's true, right. man. That's, that's true. The rats and pizza have been uh together for a long time i'll never yeah. understand that it's such a weird conversation <laughs> <laughs> you ever did you ever watch the, sh the show um last no no it was one where like he's a pretty funny comedian but yeah, all the you gotta send me the link yeah i'll send you the link but all the girls that come out and they're fucking hot man they're all fucking in short skirts and fucking bras and shit and <laughs> the, the mouse pizza smells like pee yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know the comments were popping up here on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's one of our one of our favorite um our favorite fans. <laughs> Get up, Get up. <laughs> hey, our friend, our friend Jaime. I mean, Jaime is the Jonathan that's always missing. He's been called Chucky. I think there might be a. Um, connection there but <laughs> yeah, maybe it is sounds like it so with that being said there joe i'm gonna uh, last thing we're gonna do is if you don't mind we're gonna uh have everybody you tell everybody where they can find you and then also i wanted to play um before we um the ending part um, of our show we usually play um we have a musician we'll play their songs or, or whatnot for, for you i wanted to play the uh the short pitch video that you have on youtube is that all right with you yeah that's fine with me all right, so with that being said, can you let everybody know where they can find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook under Chonkla Academy and uh, pretty soon on YouTube again, Chonkla Academy. Awesome, awesome. Well, with that being said, guys, we're the Drunk Turkey Show. Please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. Jaime, take us out. Yo, 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 like and subscribe. Uh, I don't know, because this, this time probably will get you out if y'all don't. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, hands on, hands on this time. One of the best things that I really enjoyed on my way to high school, you know, taking that long walk to John F. Kennedy was grabbing two carne asada with cheese tacos and just talking with my friends on the way to school and just having a really good meal. There's something about getting like a home cooked meal from one of the senoras from the barrio that just hits differently. Other than your mom's food, his mom's food's always great. Something about this just hits differently. I, I, I grew up in this neighborhood and I lived off of Querétaro. And so I'd walk over here before going to school. Yeah, I lived on Baboa like, since high school. And that's where I'm going right now. Yeah. To my uh, dad's church. And um, I graduated in 1992, John F. Kennedy. So wow. this is a staple for us. Oh, yeah. it's it's. I tell everybody you have to come have a picnic. And especially their burgers during lunch. Like I would yeah, come on absolutely. Sunday. It's amazing. Like the food hasn't changed at all. So, no. estoy listo. Thank you. You have a good day, okay? Thank you. Hola, my name is Joe Coronado, founder and creator of Chancla Academy. And welcome to my barrio, the San Antonio Westside, or as we call it, the Hueso. I'm standing right here in front of Picnic, a staple here in the barrio where everybody comes together to get some great food and have some awesome conversations. Our short film, A Prayer Short, is all about the stories of the West Side. 
And we're going to share just one of those stories with you about an experience I had growing up here in the barrio. Hey, Romeo, come here, catch. Ah, good catch, man. I'll see you later. This right here is my home that I grew up in. And right across the street was my school. And no matter how hard I tried, I was still late all the time. You know, growing up in the barrio, it wasn't always a picnic, but the stories and the people have always stuck with me. <sighs> to think that I used to live right here on this corner. You know, one of the best ways to experience the Hueso is to take in all of the stories, everything. But you gotta feel it. smell it and you got to embrace it now we can't wait to share this beautiful story about our barrio and there's many more to tell but this is where you come in we're looking to see if you guys can help us out reach our goal right here on indiegogo now if you want to know more info about our short film a prayer short make sure to follow us at chancla academy on tiktok and on instagram you know if these streets could talk What would they say?